citizens above 65 years old will double to over 1.5 billion, according to the United Nations, and Asia will continue to have the largest share of the world's aged population. In this podcast, Waseda University Associate Professor Opalat Kor Watanasakun provides an overview of demographic transition and its effect on physical balance in Asia. He also examines ways to enhance physical space against pension as well as how physical sustainability can be achieved in economies at varying demographic stages. Hi, Upalat. Thank you for joining Asia's Developing Future. To start things off, can you give us an overview of the demographic outlook in East and Southeast Asia? Since the countries in this region are at different stages of development, we can group them into three demographic phases. First, the early phase of demographic transition is characterized by a larger proportion of workers, which increases aggregate consumption, cumulative investment, and total labor inputs. Therefore, output increases. This stage provides the first demographic dividend. Countries in this demographic phase are Brunei Darussalam, Cambodia, Indonesia, the Lao People's Democratic Republic, Myanmar, and the Philippines. As the transition progresses, economies experience a significant drop in labor supply due to lower total fertility rates and a decrease in the mortality rate, which reduce potential GDP as well as domestic savings. Although lower productivity is not necessarily implied from a rising aging population, changes in patterns of economic behavior are observed toward lower consumption and less investment, which in turn hamper overall economic growth. This stage requires supplements to technological advancement and investment in human capital to achieve the second demographic dividend. The second dividend is possible if demographic transition leads to an increase in the productivity of workers. Economies in this transition phase can be referred to as economies with population aging. Among them are the People's Republic of China, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. And the last demographic group comprises economies with age or super-age populations or societies with a high ratio of OH dependency. Such economies are Japan and the Republic of Korea. How will this trajectory impact the physical balance of economies in East and Southeast Asia? As an economy transitions to becoming an age or aging society, fiscal imbalance may occur due to declines in tax revenues and potential increases in government expenditures, especially those related to care expenses for the age and pension schemes. A shrinking working population and lower productivity negatively affect government tax revenues, while a growing age or aging population creates a fiscal burden through an increase in public health expenditure and probably protection and pension schemes. The challenge then emerges of balancing fiscal revenue against the increasing burdens from social security, pension systems, and rising healthcare expenditures. How prepared are governments to manage increasing public health expenditures? 
So regarding preparedness, for example, Japan, representing an aid society, has run a government deficit for over a decade. The government deficit has usually been financed by issuing government bonds and external debt. The Japanese government's expenditure in terms of the percentage of GDP has exceeded government revenue. A big proportion of government spending is allocated to both health and social security expenditures. This is the government's effort to keep its promises to provide health and long-term care and pension benefits to the country's rapidly aging population. However, there is room for improvements, such as a comprehensive review of public health expenditure and healthcare reform. In terms of developing economies, several limitations are identified, such as data and resource limitations. The causes of data assessment and analysis to review public health expenditure and reform the healthcare system can be very high and unaffordable to some developing member countries. It is also worth noting that the review of government spending usually takes time. Some countries conduct it annually, while others may take two or three years or more. Can you describe some examples of effective balancing in the region between fiscal revenue and pension and social security development? For instance, a comprehensive review of public health expenditure will help improve the government fiscal balance and achieve fiscal sustainability. To diagnose their fiscal status, governments need accurate information on healthcare spending and funding sources. In general, reviews of public health expenditure will help governments address issues related to the distribution of health spending and services across the population. Moreover, such reviews will also improve the efficiency of healthcare provision and help evaluate the macroeconomic impacts of revenues and expenditures on societies. Certain analysis is required for comprehensive reviews, such as those on public resources mobilization, health risks, benefit incident, health sector outputs, and health policy. In addition, medium-term assessments and long-term forecasts on spending will shed light on better scenarios for the decision-making processes. Social and economic factors such as demographic factors and inflation should be taken into account together in assessment and analysis. What steps can governments take to improve the taxation process and enhance their revenue-generating capacity? First, tax reform can help maintain taxpayer base as well as compensate for such a potential decline in government revenue. In developed economies, a shift in the tax mix is proposed toward other types of taxes beyond individual income tax. For example, some countries have turned their focus to environmental taxes, including carbon and emission taxes, to raise substantial government revenue without compromising efficiency. Other Economies impose sin taxes such as exercise duties on alcohol and tobacco to finance public contributions to healthcare, even though the impact is limited. Developing countries, on the other hand, rely heavily on income taxes for their government revenue. Second, a timely recommendation is that tax administration be strengthened to improve the taxation process and therefore enhance government revenue generating capacity. In addition, Improving
providing transparency through a thorough review procedure and application of digital technology in the tax collection process can also improve government revenue. In other words, the tax system should be designed, upgrade, and customized subject to each economy's characteristics and demographic state. Some changes in fiscal design may have more impact and be more politically feasible if done earlier than later. Is it possible for economies in East and Southeast Asia to improve GDP growth while transitioning into aging societies? Yes, it is possible. Technological advances and skills development can help offset the impacts of a growing aging or age population on productivity in an economy. The application of technological innovation and automation will boost overall productivity in all sectors, which in turn will increase GDP growth. In light of the digital economy and the fast-changing world, new skill sets and knowledge are required to overcome the barriers to productivity caused by innovation and rapid technological advances. In relation to demographic transition, lifelong education and training programs offered to the working and aging populations will enhance human capital and provide such skills to workers in different age groups. In parallel, in preparation, countries with younger populations should invest more in education and skills development to prepare their labor markets and therefore ensure long-term productivity. A quality labor force will bring in higher productivity, resulting in economic growth and an increase in government revenue. Another idea that has always been discussed for enhancing productivity is to promote labor participation through labor market reforms, which include an increase in female participation, the extent of the retirement age, and accommodative migration policies for shortages of in-demand skills. The greater the labor participation, the bigger the base of taxpayers, which leads to higher government revenue. What more should governments do to help make this happen? In addition, cost-sharing measures should be considered to reduce the age-related fiscal burden. Health financing can help lower the government fiscal burden in the short run. However, this may cause an adverse impact on access to care and health outcomes, particularly for vulnerable groups. The cost-sharing approach usually involves insurance and pension schemes through individual contributions. Private health insurance can be encouraged. However, there is no concrete evidence to suggest this will lead to a significant reduction in public health spending. The out-of-pocket approach requires individuals and healthcare consumers to pay a proportion of their healthcare expenses in addition to financial support from the government. This approach can potentially reduce the fiscal burden, particularly on public health expenditure as some of the responsibility is put to the healthcare consumers. Some arguments, however, suggest that increased cost sharing in public schemes may lower the volume of healthcare services. Therefore, total health spending may not necessarily fall. It is also necessary for governments to take into account social protection for vulnerable groups such as the poor and elderly when implementing such cost sharing measures. On the other hand, the pension scheme helps prepare younger populations for life after retirement and possibly diminishing fiscal burden or fiscal imbalance in the future. In many developing countries, pension schemes are still immature and need to be further developed. 
an upgrade of social security system together with public and private pension schemes. We improve social security contributions and savings after retirement. Therefore, fiscal sustainability is possible when the fiscal burden is lessened. A comprehensive assessment for such upgrade social security system includes socioeconomic factors such as human capital, financial education, labor movement, informality, and equality. So far, various recommendations have been made to achieve fiscal sustainability, both in terms of boosting government revenue and reducing government expenditure. The most important point to recognize is that there is no simple solution for all. The fiscal strategy must be designed and customized based on specific characteristics and the demographic status of each economy. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.